Somehow I got through high school and college yeah. having never read Austen. And I'm reading Pride and Prejudice for the first time right now. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, uh, it's such a girly book in a lot of ways. You know, it's really about, um, you know, teenage girls who, you know, are, are trying to find their way in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure it would be as attractive to um, to the teenage boy <laughs> necessarily as it is to the teenage girl, although I will say um, I got I got my husband hooked a while back because mm-hmm. he um, just just even watching the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice, the miniseries, yes, yeah. the one with Colin Firth, mm-hmm. very good. Um, he was he was surprised at how distinct and timely a lot of the characters still are today and that's sort of her masterwork she's yeah. so good at describing people to you that that you could know yeah <laughs> and, and i wonder how much of that is like i've known just from uh, cultural awareness that particularly pride and prejudice sort of is the mold for romantic comedy moving forward it is in a lot of ways it's got all that the sort of meet cutes mm. and the um the misunderstandings that yeah. keep the two lovers apart for so long um but, mm. but she's also you know she's she's also dealing with in her own way, some fairly weighty social issues yeah. during her time period. And, and that, that's kind of the thing that struck me recently is that even though in many cases the exact same plots and characters from that book have been picked up and taken to every era in between, they feel the most appropriate and least insane yeah. in, in its own time period. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because obviously you've read it several times. <laughs> Uh, it, it seems like the whole push-pull of the book yeah. uh, is finding the middle ground between we're on the cusp of the idea of marrying for love, right? and yet we're at a period where if a woman does not marry into decent property, she's right. screwed. Well, and that's, that's sort of Jane Austen's situation herself. Yeah. Um, her sister was engaged, her sister Cassandra. I know way too much about this. I've also <laughs> read a bunch of biographies of Jane Austen. Um, her sister Cassandra was engaged to a say, a guy who was um, getting his fortune on the sea, and he died. Mm. And she decided to never marry again. And so Jane in solidarity said she wouldn't marry again. Oh, and wow. they were not the wealthiest of girls. So um, I think her brother went to sea. Um, but once their father died, she and her mother and her sister ended up living in uh, on on the kindness of family members. There was even a period though where Jane was engaged for twenty four hours much later on because uh, the brother of a friend um, asked for her hand in marriage, and she realized after twenty four hours that she just couldn't do it and broke it off. Oh no! So she's really living what she's preaching in sure. a lot of ways um and it and and knows full well the sort of dire consequences of it um when you finish pride and prejudice if you eventually get to uh persuasion mm. i think that one is the one where she's dealing most with sort of the mature um fallout okay. of of not marrying or, or following following family advice mm. um and not following your own heart yeah. on things it's just <laughs> 
she's very she's very her her, her neighborhood too is kind of crazy as well there was apparently um a lot of shenanigans happening in her very small english neighborhood so hmm. she got a, a full taste of crazy characters sure. <laughs> growing up well, yeah I, I get this distinct sense as i'm reading through it that I've seen these characters time yeah. and time again, particularly the parents. Oh, yeah. I've seen time and time again. But I, in the context of Pride and Prejudice, in the context of a mother of only daughters mm-hmm. who wants them to have okay lives when they're gone, that's why she's so crazy for oh, them to yeah. get married. It's still kind of annoying. Oh, yeah. But you get where she's coming from. Well, yeah, she's she's doing what she's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's she's doing the best she can for her family. Yep. <laughs> as much as you want to to sort of I don't know, give Mrs. Bennett a Valium and have her like calm down for a little while. She's she's not doing her reason. job. Yeah. Her, her dad, who we all like, is not doing his job at nah. all. And I, I yeah, I guess it depends on the read. And I haven't finished the book. Okay. Yes, whether. Um, he just sort of sits back because she's going crazy and tries to keep the level down a little bit. But yeah, he is the enjoyable one. Oh yeah, for sure. He's the one with the good lines. He's got the great lines. But he's also um, when you when you sit back afterwards, he's also undermining his wife's authority all the time. They are not a cohesive unit no. in this. They're um, and one and one gets hints throughout the book that he married for love. And it didn't work out so well for him, so that's a mm. bit of a cautionary tale. Yeah, <laughs> they're very they're very poorly suited for each other. <laughs> but yeah, particularly Mrs. Bennett, I've I know I've seen that character before, but devoid of that temporal context, right? It's such a different read. It is. It is. It it, it you forgive her a lot of things mm-hmm. if you understand that this is how she keeps her children safe, right? <laughs> and I I do wonder because you know uh, as you mentioned Jane Austen is quote a girly book mm-hmm. you know, all of mm-hmm. her works uh i do wonder if it hadn't been so influential on the romances that came whether that sort of depth to its time would have given it a better place in the canon because mm. it's in the canon it but is. it's in that weird spot of like popular canon yeah it's it's possibly i think um <sighs> she's also at that weird cusp too where people weren't really accepting works from women at the time too. So I'm wondering if maybe she's also limited her, her, her scope was limited somewhat. She wasn't taken as seriously simply because it was always considered to be a girl's book. Yeah. Always. Um, I think she sold the first one for like sold prime prejudice for like $10 or 10 pounds. Can't remember. It's very little. Her brother brokered it for her, Mm. (laughs) But she was happy. I mean, she did make some money off of writing and yeah. was uh, apparently beloved of the queen and stuff like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. get your stuff where you can. 